your Locked On Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, everyone. I am your host, Jared Ellis, and you're listening to Locked On Hurricanes on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode is once again brought to you by the lovely folks over at Built Bar. Go over to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com with promo code LOCKEDON. And today's episode, we will have our crossover that I did with Jay from Locked On Blue Jackets. Uh, preview um, the series coming up against the Blue Jackets as well as just how the Hurricanes and Blue Jackets are stacking up in this new look central division as they're the only two teams from the old metropolitan division in this new central division this year. Um, But before we get on into that, I do want to tell you guys about the folks over at betonline.ag. And they are the one place that has you covered and the one place we trust. And that is, of course, betonline.ag. So sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code of Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. It is, of course, Super Bowl weekend. So obviously going to be a whole bunch of bets uh, going on on that. And, of course, you also still have college basketball going on. And, of course, you have the Hurricanes playing the Blue Jackets on Sunday as well, um, and plus a whole bunch of other NHL games as well. Um, so don't sit on the sidelines anymore and get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code Locked On. That's all caps, no spaces. L O C K E D O N to receive a fifty percent welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your sportsbooks experts. And don't forget to visit our good friends and exclusive partner at betonline underscore AG to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and use the promo code locked on for your sign up bonus. Hashtag betonline. And of course, now um, get more sports news. You need in less time with our new podcast, Locked On Today. Peter Bukowski hosts. Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts, which is, I'm assuming, the same place you got this one. Uh, But now, without further ado, I will let you guys enjoy the crossover I did with Jay from Locked On Blue Jackets. All right, folks, I am joined by Locked On Blue Jackets host, Jay Forrester. How are you doing tonight, Jay? I am I'm doing pretty well. Uh, Jackets somehow managed to win their game, so, you know, it could, it could be worse. Yeah, uh, Hurricanes obviously did not win theirs tonight, um, but we were able to win back-to-back games against Dallas, so I understand how playing them goes uh, it is frustrating to say the least yeah it their power play man it it's unfair yeah we were able to uh kind of put a stop to it uh in our games because our penalty kill is at the time second best in the league i don't know where we'll be ranked after tonight's game against chicago but 
uh, we will see. Um, but yeah, I get it with Dallas. Um, they played us really hard. Um, yeah, in that first game, we were able to get up like four to nothing or three to nothing, like really early on. Uh, they pulled Qdobin um, and put their backup in, which is cool, obviously. Uh, but yeah, I get it. And then in that second game, they played really, really dirty, um, especially with that uh, extremely uh, unnecessary hit by Jamie Benn on Jordan Stahl. So I get it how when it comes to playing Dallas. Yeah, Jamie Benn is not not my favorite. Um, he's one of those guys that I feel like gets away with a lot because he's the captain and because he's, you know, good. Yeah, so yeah. when he pulls when he pulls all the dirty stuff, it's a bit like, oh well, you know, he's such a good guy normally. When no, yeah, and he's been around for so long too. Like everybody knows him. Um, but yeah, it, it's frustrating there with them. Um, but I was talking about it with uh Trey the other day. Um, because Dallas, yeah, um, exactly. and, and Nashville as well are not teams that we as Metro teams, you know, under normal circumstances would play normally. Um, And I do feel in the long run, a season like this, where we're having to play teams that we aren't used to playing all the time uh, could help us round out our games. Um, Do you feel uh, the same way when it comes to the Blue Jackets? Yeah, I think so. Like, I think we're the only two teams from the old Metro in this division. Um, So it's a lot of, like, not new faces, but I do think kind of having to play teams like Dallas, who don't really have, um, like, a Metro equivalent, really. Uh, Like, maybe Washington, but um, I do think, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be fun to kind of see how the rest of the series shakes out. Uh, but also, God, I wish I didn't have to play them another six times. Yeah, um, that's for sure. They're definitely a very, very tough opponent. Um, you know, people I've seen online, you know, kind of talk a little junk about uh, the Central Division being weak, um, which is very top heavy. Um, you know, having both teams that participated in last year's Stanley Cup final. Um, and then you also have teams like the Hurricanes that are really good. Um, you have a team like Florida when their goaltending's good. They're good. Um, but, yeah, it's kind of top-heavy in the Central. And then you have, like, Chicago and uh, Detroit at the bottom. Um, now, kind of a big thing for Columbus here recently has obviously been the Patrick Line trade. Um, what were your initial reactions to that? I'm sure your listeners obviously know, but you know, for mine, what were your thoughts on that? Um, I kind of went through a bunch of stages really quickly about it because the whole thing went sour so fast. Like it was, I think, three weeks between between the rumors coming out that he was unhappy to him actually being traded. Um, so I didn't really have a lot of time to be like, oh, okay this is this is happening like with Bobrovsky and Panarin leaving in free agency a couple of seasons ago it was like I had all season to kind of think about it and kind of deal with it and then suddenly 
Dubois is out of here. We've got Line back, um, which was a piece that we've been kind of looking at for a while. Um, and I thought maybe we would go after uh, in a trade to play with Dubois because we have been looking for a scoring winger at a time. Um, so I'm now that I've kind of processed everything, I'm really excited. Uh, and especially having seen Line play this game and last game, I think he's going to be a real kind of game changer for the Blue Jackets if we can kind of get him going. Yeah, um, he's definitely a very talented player. I know uh, in the offseason, there are some rumors of if the Hurricanes would trade for Line. Um, I personally did not want them to. Um, I felt we didn't really need him. Um, and plus, he obviously isn't going to come cheap. Um we'd have to give up a lot and then you have the cap room and blah, blah, blah. Um, so I'm personally glad, uh, we didn't go after him. Um, I just kind of felt he probably wouldn't really fit in the hurricane system really well. Um, now I don't know his contract situation off the top of my head. Um, how many years does he left have left on uh, his deal? He is an RFA at the end of this year. Okay. Do you think, um, the blue jackets could get him back? Um, I think so. Yeah. I mean, it's a little bit easier because obviously with him being an RFA, yeah. like it's not, it's not like, you know, he can just walk away. Um, but I think partially something that kind of broke down with Dubois was the contract negotiations and, uh, essentially we ended up being like, listen, you can take this money or you can sit, um, which I don't necessarily agree with, but it gives the team a little bit more flexibility uh, with line A in terms of like, we don't have to, um, we don't have to negotiate as much, I think, because it can be a case of, well, we own your rights. So either you can sign or you can sit. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Do you think, um, with obviously Patrick Line being a very big name, a very talented player. Um, do you think there's a chance that he could get offer sheeted uh, like Sebastian Ajo did a couple years ago by Montreal? Um, I mean, there's always the there's always the chance, but at the end of the day, Patrick Line is going to command, I would say, upwards of 10 million. Mm-hmm. season yeah. which uh i'm not super up on offer sheet things but i feel i think if it's over 10 million they have to give up four first round picks mm-hmm. to to be able to offer sheet him and i don't know that people are going to want to give up four first round picks for him so i would feel pretty confident that that he's not going to get offer sheeted um whether he'll sign with us long term i don't know but i'd like to see I'd like to see him stick around um, just because, you know, we lost Dubois, who I was really assuming would be around for a long time. I thought he was going to be, you know, our franchise forward for the next 10 years, basically. So it would be nice to get to keep line A um, for as long as I thought we were going to keep Dubois. Yeah, uh, for sure. Obviously, you know, you get a player talented like that. You know, he obviously... People have their criticisms about him, um, but they can't deny he is not extremely talented. Um, now, one thing that is especially for you um, with Line um, having this season away from the Metro, um, assuming 
next season things would go back to how they would be. Um, how do you think a season like this um, would affect uh, the Blue Jackets? Because personally, like with the Hurricanes, like I mentioned, I feel it'll do well, um, you know, with us being able to round out our game and seeing some different opponents. But on the flip side, we're not going to uh, have to play for our lives like we do in the Metro. Obviously, you can attest to that because the division is extremely, extremely tough. And that is something that kind of worries me a little bit because, you know, this season may be like a little bit easier. I, I know it's obviously not easy, but like we're not having to play the Bruins. We're not having to play the Capitals. Um, we're not having to play the Flyers. Um, so what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, kind of. I'm kind of in the same the same mindset as you uh, in terms of, you know, it, it is rounding out our games. Um, I do think that going back to the Metro, I think it's more difficult in the Metro. I think teams tend to be better. Um, I know that the central division people say, Oh, it's, it's the easiest division. And I do agree with that. I do think it is one, it is one of the weaker uh, divisions because, you know, uh, no one is really expecting much out of Chicago or Detroit, Uh, Nashville. I feel like will probably continue to drop off Um, Florida. I assume will regress to to its usual state um but yeah going back to the metro i think is going to be a bit of a, a bit of an adjustment um it'll be probably an adjustment for line a more than anyone because you know he played in the old central for for the past four years so he's familiar with teams like dallas and chicago etc um so it might be a bit of a, an adjustment for him to suddenly oh we have to play the flyers five times this season mm-hmm. or you know the um the capitals if the capitals continue to be good um but we also won't have to play like tampa bay five times which i'm excited about yeah um now you mentioned uh the capitals obviously continuing to be good um they're also getting old um same with the bruins they're getting old um and you obviously see it in sports. Um, you know, you can you know look over to uh football, um, you know, Super Bowl this Sunday, you know, kind of the old guard, you know, like Tom Brady, new one, you know, um Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, um, you know, that next generation. Um, you can obviously look at the hurricanes of being part of that next generation to take over the division. Um you know, New York Rangers are stacked. Um, Tampa's consistently good. Um, where do you think uh, the Blue Jackets will fit into all of that? Do you think they'll be a front runner and be one of those top teams, or do you think they'll continue to be like a middle of the pack? Um, it's tough because I always – the Blue Jackets seem to do the opposite of what I expect them to do. Um, like – Last season, I expected them to be really bad, obviously, because we lost Bobrovsky, we lost Panarin, et cetera, et cetera. Um, a couple of seasons ago when they had the... Um, it was the first season we picked up Brandon Saad, uh, mm-hmm. and it was just a terrible season. We started 0-8, but that was the season that I thought, oh, we're going to be really good this year, and then we were not. So I feel like they always do the opposite of what I expect them to do. So I'm hesitant to be like, oh, yeah, they're going to be... I think they're going to be really good. Um I do think, especially if line A turns out to be kind of that 
scoring franchise winger that we've been looking for a long time. I do think we could potentially be one of the stronger teams in the Metro. Um, but I, yeah, I do kind of see us kind of in the same place as the Hurricanes with, you know, we have a lot of young talent. Um, like I was looking, I was looking up the roster the other day for another reason. I realized there's only five players on the roster that are older than I am, which is, makes me feel old, but I think is a testament to kind of the age of the, the age of the Blue Jackets as a whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I know with the Hurricanes, um, you know, I feel they're, they can obviously like make a run. They've shown that. Um, but I feel like the one thing they're lacking to really get over that hump and really contend for a cup um, is a true franchise goaltender. Um, obviously, Morazic and Reimer, they're UFAs at the end of the season. I don't feel Nadelkovic uh, will be the guy. Um, yeah, so they need to get that sorted out. Um, and I feel that's their one piece. Um, if you had to pin it down, you know, to like the one or two things, you know, that uh, the Blue Jackets are missing to be, you know, a true contender rather than just a perennial playoff team, what do you think that would be? Oh man, um, I do think it is. Uh, we need a number one center. Um, there are a couple of guys on the team who might turn into that, but we did just trade away the best center we've had, maybe in the history of of the team. Um, however, if you are interested, we do have two very good potential franchise goalies. If you would like one of them because uh, we're going to have to trade one of them eventually. There was uh, some rumors in the offseason of us going after one of them. Um, I'm honestly surprised we didn't. <laughs> yeah, I think it was probably a case of Columbus wants to keep them because we don't know which one we want to keep yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we, I think we're paying like, I think it's six million for both goalies together. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you, if you can get a goaltending tandem for that cheap, I think, you know, they're like, oh, well, we'll just split. Yeah. Uh, split the season with them and then figure out who we want to keep when both of the contracts are up. Yeah, I really don't blame you on that. Um, now, here's something I, I forgot to ask Matt, um, but it's something like, or not Matt, excuse me, uh, Trey. Um, but it's something like I've thought about um, the NHL doing long-term. Um is um the sponsor stuff that they have going on this year um now not necessarily the division sponsors like they have right now i forget what they are but the big one being like the stuff on the helmets um i personally am surprised they hadn't done it already you look at other sports you know like the nba uh with the stuff on their jerseys you know the soccer teams you know all over and uh hockey overseas um do you think that could stay um because personally it doesn't bother me i'm really the only one that looks kind of copy and pasted is the penguins um but other than that um none of them look overly bad um i personally think they'll probably keep it it's a way to make extra money 
Yeah, exactly. I, I don't have a problem with them at all. I know everyone was kind of up in arms and like, oh, this is terrible. How, like, what's next? Are we going to have like sponsorships all over the jerseys and stuff? But like over here in the UK, like that's the standard for even like the top tier um, British hockey will have sponsorships on the shoulders and like the hems of the of the jerseys over here. So like I'm not too bothered by it. Um, but yeah, like especially the helmets, like I'm not gonna lie, there's no there's not even any fans close enough in the arena to see the the branding on the helmets, you know, mm. like it's not impacting your enjoyment of the game at all. So I I could see them keeping it. It's easy ad revenue and mm. In a, you know, after a season like this where they are not making as much money as they normally would, like, I don't blame them for trying to kind of recoup some of the some of the costs. Yeah, uh, I honestly think that may end up being something that sticks um, uh, after this season, at least for the next few, um, because obviously uh, the financial hit the league has taken over the past year or so with the whole bubble situation um, and having to pause everything, no fan playoffs, no fans in the seat, no fans in the stands this season. Obviously they're going to be hurting for a while financially. So I could see it sticking around for a while at least. Um, And like I said, it doesn't bother me. Um, And again, I'm surprised it hasn't happened already. Um, Now, um, you're obviously from the UK, um, so I don't know how familiar um, you are with stuff over there, but something I did ask Trey the other day, I want to get your input on there um, as well, is uh, this past Sunday, Jesus, it's almost been a week now, uh, WWE hosted their Royal Rumble, and I briefly touched on it um, on Monday's episode of, you know, obviously recapping the match card but also like some of the players on the hurricanes that i feel could make the jump over into combat sports you know like you know uh rob gronkowski did um so anyone on the blue jackets that you feel you know could try their hand at combat sports whether it's uh professional wrestling boxing uh ufc etc man i had no idea where this question was going when you started um (laughs) it's not something i've thought about i'm not gonna lie um interestingly uh up ex blue jacket artemi panarin uh does quite a lot of mixed martial arts in the off season so really i did not know that mm -hmm, yeah he's he's really into um really into his mma i think he's big i think he's pretty good friends with um khabib as well Mm -hmm. so that that kind of ties into that but i don't know if there's anyone on blue jackets specifically that i think would would go into that like maybe maybe nick felino he likes a he likes a good scrap uh but yeah i think my answer would probably be like would i would be to cheat and say uh, ex blue jacket <laughs> artemi panarin <laughs> uh what about your head coach john tortorella <laughs> i mean he's very small i don't know that he would win a lot <laughs> he, he's feisty though he's feisty um <laughs> I mean, our head coach, Rod Brindmore, is in better shape than probably 90% of the NHL. 
Um, so <laughs> could snap me in half. Like, oh yeah, he again. He gets snapped most of the NHL in half, and he's fifty years old. Um, that man is huge. If you ever get the chance to actually meet him in person, like he is still massive. Um, it would have been insane to meet him like back when he was still playing, um, especially like in his prime, like in the early to mid two thousands. That would have been insane. Yeah, just bulldozing people. Yeah, I mean, I obviously got to see him play. Then you know, I saw him in the stands, and you know, and he was a defensive monster. You know, especially uh, you know, oh five, oh six, oh seven. Um, you know, his selkie years, um, absolute monster. But yeah, he's definitely one of the all. Well, not one of he. Yeah, you know, he is definitely the greatest Carolina Hurricane of all time, for sure. Um, now. I mentioned Brendan Moore being the greatest player in franchise history for us. Who would you say would be the greatest player in franchise history for you? You're another young franchise. Well, not really young anymore. Um, it's 2021, but uh, who would you say would be your greatest player in franchise history? I mean, the easy, the easy option is, you know, Rick Nash. Mm-hmm. Um, he holds basically all of the records four blue jacket skaters at the minute um people have started to break them slowly uh Dubois broke his rookie point record I believe uh Atkinson is kind of coming up on a lot of them uh but actually that might be that might be my my pick might be Atkinson I think provided he sticks around um which I think he will um but if we if he retires a blue jacket I think he could probably be the what if not the one of the greatest blue jackets uh in the history of the team especially if you know we touch wood make it to the Stanley Cup finals or even win a Stanley Cup with him mm-hmm. yeah um for sure obviously um again like I said you're a young young-ish franchise um blue jackets have been around since what 2000 2000 yeah. Yeah, it's our 20th anniversary season this season, okay. um, which having a 20th anniversary season in a pandemic and also losing our like young star player just feels extremely on brand for like a Blue Jackets anniversary. <laughs> yeah, I know that's definitely not the most ideal. Uh, actually, you're talking about anniversary stuff. Um, no, it'd be next year. Okay, um, I'll just say our 25th is coming up soon. Um, but it'd be next year because um, I was born '96. Hurricanes are '97, um, uh, so hopefully we can be in the stands for our next anniversary season. Um, do you think the Blue Jackets will do something next season for fans, um, or whenever fans can be in the stands? Whether obviously if they can do it this season, whether it be in that last quarter or whatever, you know they'd obviously do something. But say next they can't this season do you think uh the blue jackets would do something next season uh for an anniversary for the fans yeah i think so and like the blue jackets always have like a fan appreciation night Mm -hmm. normally where you know they nick felina will do a speech about how much he appreciates everyone and then they'll raffle off the game one jerseys invite guys down to the ice to collect them and stuff um fun the governor of ohio was apparently fielding um questions or applications or something the blue jackets want fans in the arena and i know like detroit has 
family and friends in Dallas is having fans in uh, not Florida. Um, no, the Panthers are um, the Lightning. Oh, are. the Panthers having fans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Panthers so, and Coyotes are as well. Yeah, so there are some teams that are having you know like twenty five percent capacity or whatever, and I think the the Blue Jackets are kind of asking if they can do that as well, which stresses me out a little bit, especially considering now there are four teams that are kind of locked down essentially due to due to COVID. But yeah, I could see us doing kind of a big, if we're allowed fans back at the end, at the start of next season, I could see us doing like a big season, season opener to kind of celebrate the, the anniversary of this season and also to celebrate like, Hey, like everyone's allowed in the, in the building again. So yeah, that'd obviously be really, really fun. That that'd make for a very fun home opener, um, as well. Um now it here it may sound like a little bit of a dumb question, but are are the blue jackets still uh firing the cannon when they score right now? Yes, yes they okay, are. They are. Okay, um, they, I've heard it's <laughs> I would extremely be, I would be loud that they didn't. Um I also know that they, they took a, a recording of the cannon to Toronto to play in the bubble there. Um, but the sound guys didn't turn it up loud enough, so you couldn't hear it when we scored. It was very, uh, it was very disappointing. Yeah, they were probably like, "I don't want to blow out my speakers." <laughs> um, now, we had mentioned this um, earlier. You know, I just thought about this of both uh, the Blue Jackets and the Hurricanes being the only two teams from the Metro Division um, in this new Central uh, Division. So we're obviously extremely familiar with each other. Um, have played each other you know a bunch during the regular season under normal circumstances um and i thought um of new rivalries uh getting brewed this season um you know whether it be like obviously dallas is you know wanting to be a bunch of assholes uh this season and play really dirty um and then obviously nashville is really close to north carolina um but uh the blue jackets and hurricanes obviously being really familiar with each other already um do you think having to play each other even more this season could maybe uh rile things up uh even more between us yeah i i think so definitely um it's weird we kind of seem to be existing in the same division but there isn't like like the animosity between Mm -hmm the Blue Jackets and the Penguins or the Blue Jackets and the Capitals or the Carolina Hurricanes and the Capitals or, you know, things like that. Uh, Flyers and Penguins. There seems to be all these like little interconnecting rivalries, but I don't ever really see any kind of animosity between the Blue Jackets and the Hurricanes. Like, I don't know what, what it's like on the other side, but it seems to be that we kind of just exist in, in the same kind of circles without actually ever having any strong feelings for for the other um but yeah i could definitely see something developing uh between between the two teams especially because for some reason i feel like the hurricanes always give us fits uh i don't know what it is i don't know whether it's a blue jackets thing or not but i feel like you guys just absolutely just bullied us all last season every time we met um so i'm not especially looking forward to doing that like eight times this season. I'm also especially not looking forward to doing it like back to back Sunday, Monday. Like, I don't know what, what it's like on, on your side in terms of how 
you guys feel about the Blue Jackets, but I am not looking forward to playing Carolina. <laughs> yeah, it, it's one like you guys, especially now picking up Patrick Line um, and him being a really good goal scorer and James Reimer after tonight really looking gassed um, have after having played four games in six days um, and Alex Nedeljkovic really not being NHL ready caliber I don't I don't know the word to use there um but that worries me there with the uh goaltending facing an elite goal scorer like that um but honestly I think one thing that could kind of get things a little heated uh between us um would be Dougie Hamilton um because you know last year you know he was having a Norris caliber um season before he broke his leg and it was a blue jackets player that slid into him and broke his leg right i yeah i'd forgotten that so yeah that could be um i don't remember who it was i feel like it might have been josh anderson i i don't remember who it was Um, either i mean who is no longer on the team but yeah i wouldn't be surprised if that kind of that raise its raise its head yeah, yeah, and then uh, you have um, Ryan Dezingle on the team as well. Um, yeah, he's a former Blue Jacket, and I remember last season when we went up to Ottawa, um, he w- he got in a few fights um, last season. So, yeah, he's another person. You know, things could get a little feisty there. Yeah. I also wouldn't be surprised if he was part of the, like, ex-Blue Jackets revenge tour that keeps happening. Um, so, like, the first time we faced... Uh, Anthony Duclair, after trading him to Ottawa, he scored a hat-trick on us. Um, Nudavara and Wenberg both got uh, their first points of the season against us when we played Florida, like Bobrovsky beat us. So I would not be surprised if um, if Zingle joins the, joins the revenge tour. <laughs> uh, we'll see. Uh, he's been decent this season so far. Um, he was kind of hit and miss in his first season with us. Um, but this season he's been doing all right so far. Um, he's definitely playing like it's his contract year. That's for sure. <laughs> um, but I mean, what professional athlete, not just hockey player doesn't, um, when it comes to that. Um, now it's kind of old news, you know, at this point, but the reverse retro jerseys, um, I didn't ask Trey, you know, what, his thoughts on the devils were, but what were your thoughts on y'all's? Uh, I hate them personally. Um, I okay, don't... good because I do too. They suck. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're not the worst of the of yeah. They're the not Detroit, but they're they're pretty they're pretty bad. Um, yeah, they're not Detroit's. No, I actually I talked about this on yesterday's podcast. I'm working on a theory that all of the reverse retro jerseys are cursed. Uh, because I don't know if a team has won while wearing them yet. So we lost in ours. Uh, Toronto lost wearing theirs. LA lost wearing theirs. I'm pretty sure Pittsburgh lost while they were wearing theirs. So I'm working on a theory that there's just ghosts in the jerseys. Um, yeah, we haven't worn ours yet. Um, so I actually, I can't so, think what yours look like off the top of um, my head. But. They are Whalers jerseys, um, but uh, they're gray. Right. Yes, I remember. I like that. Um, I, I like the. Um, I like that they use the whalers. Yeah, you see, that's definitely. I can tell. Like you're not like a typical Hurricanes fan, because 
a lot of like the diehard fans they like them they're nice uh <laughs> but we wish they didn't go with the whalers um they wish you know they actually use an old hurricanes jersey they've been the hurricane since 97 um yeah almost 25 years and they already do whalers night um and wear whalers jerseys already so it's just like why um and actually one thing that was crazy uh jordan martinuk our one of our alternate captains he went on the radio uh one of the local radio stations and was asked about him he felt the same way yeah they look great they look nice but kind of agree with the fans they've been the hurricanes for almost 25 years using old hurricanes design um so i'm on the fence with ours they look nice they're not ugly um like y'all's but i was gonna say you definitely like you're definitely winning the like they look nice but like why do you keep having to go uh reach down the whalers well and pull something out but i mean it's money most people recognize the whalers logo yeah exactly um Um, now do you have any questions for me um you know about the hurricanes um just in terms of like how how do you see the how do you see the matchup going tomorrow is it tomorrow no sunday yeah how do you sunday. see the matchup going on sunday um obviously it's you guys will have had a couple of days off uh what do you think is going to be what do you think I, is going to be the um the outcome i think um it'll live and die with the hurricanes goaltending um just to be really blunt with it, um, you know, because out, you know, on the ice with the skaters, you know, forwards and defensemen, you know, I do think the Hurricanes are better there. Um, but like I said, James Reimer looked gassed um, after tonight. I mean, he still had some a- absolutely amazing saves. Um, don't get me wrong there, um, but he looked tired. Um, and Nadelkovich. He is very unproven and very green as an NHL goaltender. He is really good in the AHL. Um, you can ask uh, Avon Pato that, you know, who covers uh, the AHL Chicago Wolves. You know, she knows all about him. Um, but in the NHL, he is very underwhelming so far. Um, and if he gets the start, um, it really scares me of him going up against Line A. <laughs> Um, I don't know if he would be able to play well. Um, But yeah, I think it will come down to goaltending. Um, If the Hurricanes goaltending is good, I think the Hurricanes win. If goaltending is subpar, I think it's a bit more open for either team. Um, The Hurricanes obviously had the firepower um, to kind of mask poor goaltending. Yeah, they can score some goals. Uh, quickly I mean they showed that tonight uh, scoring two and eight seconds um, but yeah uh, it's going to be it's going to come down to goaltending for sure yeah I mean if it makes you feel any better um, we actually we only have Corpusalo at the minute mm-hmm. um, as Leakin's got put on the IR today so we will mm, likely exactly. be starting Corpusalo for one game and then potentially um, our third string goalie uh, Matisse Kivlenix will probably play the other one so we might get lucky enough to have um have that matchup of uh, both of us can have our taxi squad goalies in yeah <laughs> um but yeah uh what do you think will 
uh, be the deciding factor for the game. I said goaltending. What do you think? Yeah, I th- I kind of think the same, but I th- not not necessarily goaltending. I think it's going to come down to who can score the most goals. Mm-hmm. Um, because we historically do not do a lot of that, so I think it's going to be a case of if you guys can score early and hold the lead then it's going to be really hard for us to kind of get back. Like, I think once you get three or four, one down, then the Blue Jackets just kind of, they can't seem to get back into it. But if it's kind of an even-ish game and it goes back and forth, um, then I think we probably have a, a better a better chance of, of winning. But I do think it kind of depends on who turns up uh, on, a, on offense for us. Because yeah. our, like the guys that you'd want to be scoring haven't really been doing that so far. Like Cam Atkinson has two goals so far this season. Jones and Wierenski have one each and you'd normally look at those guys to kind of score at will. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree there. Um, now I have two questions left for you. Uh, one, uh, I totally forgot to ask you while we were uh, talking about the reverse retros. Um, you know, we talking about line, you know, coming from the jets. Um, and the Jets, their jerseys look really good as well, um, but they're one, like, I feel they could have went different because um, the, the Jets obviously used to be the Atlanta Thrashers. Um, I don't know if you saw the concept art um, that was posted on, I believe, Bar Down of an Atlanta Thrashers reverse retro. Um, it was like their alternate jersey, Um but that uh, main logo was turned upside down. So it looked like a jet, um, you know, obviously Winnipeg jets. Um, but do you think that would have been cool um, if Winnipeg did something like that? Cause I personally would have loved to have seen it. Yeah. I think the, I actually haven't seen that concept art. So I'm going to have to, I'm gonna have to go look that up because it does look dope. Um, I think with, um, with jerseys and stuff, my opinion is always do something different. Like yeah, I agree. Sarah and I did a whole series where we looked at all of the NHL jerseys and we basically decided that there's too much blue and red and black. Mm-hmm. So do something different, change up your logo, pick a random color. Like I actually, I hate the, how the Dallas stars jerseys look, you know, the, the black ones with the neon, yeah. the neon green lines on them, like the Tron yeah. jerseys. I yes. think they look yes. ugly uh- as hell. Yeah. But okay. I, I, I definitely have thoughts on that. Yeah. I definitely have thoughts on that one. Um, so my thoughts with that one were, it looks very 2011. Um, like correct, back yeah. when like the neon stuff was like really, really big. Um, that would have been perfect then. Like, I mean, they're not terrible looking. They're not the worst, but they look dated. Yeah. Like, they kind of they kind of look like the all-star jerseys from when the all-star game was in Columbus and they had the like the black and neon green jerseys mm-hmm. then is is what I immediately thought of and I hated those as well so yeah yeah I agree there um now I just sent you the thrashers jersey that I'm talking about uh but that uh, main logo turned upside down to look like a jet. Um, you'll also probably get a kick out of the player that's wearing the jersey as well. Um, <laughs> okay, but yeah, those jerseys are uh, those jerseys are dope. Yeah, but I would I, I would love that. Yeah, I just wish you know the NHL went 
a little bit more outside of the box of this stuff. I did love the Kings going back to the uh, purple and gold, though. The um, Kings, yeah, the Kings have one of my favorite uh, of the reverse retros jer- of the reverse retro jerseys because again, it's you don't see a lot of purple in the NHL. Yeah. So. Yeah, I had uh, done a ranking video on mine a while back, but you know I can't find that tier list thing um, that I did for it. Um, now, one, it's not hockey related. Um, I want to get someone outside of the country's view on this. Um, you're obviously in the UK. Um, what was your thoughts on the whole GameStop Wall Street situation? Um. I did not understand a lot of it because I am an English major by trade and numbers are weird and scary. Um, mostly I fall down on the side of just let people, like I've, I had no real problem with it because all it was doing is making rich people slightly less rich yeah. and it was making poor people less poor. So, yeah. Right, yeah, I just want to get the opinion of someone outside of the country uh because i've seen some mixed thoughts uh here you know people that are into that kind of thing they're you know either like really about it um or they're really against it um i mean i'm big into the whole like robin hood yeah taking things from the rich and giving them to the poor like i saw there was one guy who'd used all of his gamestop stock money to um to buy a load of Nintendo Switches and give them to a mm-hmm. pediatric department of the local hospital. So, like, stuff like that's really cool. Um, yeah, I saw that. So, just yeah. anything that makes the rich less rich is is okay, in my opinion. I, I, I agree. I'm still kicking myself over the GameStop stock stuff because uh, uh, I had went to bed one night. You know, it was when everything was starting uh, to pick up. I'm just like, uh, I'll just buy it tomorrow or whatever you know it was really late like i did not think it would go to where it did i'm like uh it may go up like 10 15 bucks and uh, not a lot um yeah. not to like 400 a share and then like you can't buy the shares on robin hood and all that stuff um i did not expect that to go like no, that and, 2020 man yeah i know 2020 part two um <laughs> I saw someone on Facebook the other day, actually. They said the 2021 was just 2020 in a wig, uh, which I thought was extremely funny. Yeah, it's been crazy already, uh, for sure. Um, now, uh, do you have any closing thoughts, Jay? Uh, whether it's the game on Sunday um, or anything about Blue Jackets, Hurricanes, etc.? Um. Not necessarily. I am going to actually make a, a bold a bold prediction. Um, I'm going to go with a 3-2 Blue Jackets win. Uh, and I think the goals are going to come from Patrick Laine, uh, Boone Jenner, and Michael Del Sarto. All right, then. It's late here. <laughs> so we'll so to, we'll it's late here. I'm too tired to do something like that. <laughs> uh but yeah that's that's interesting all right uh we'll have to hold you to that um but what do you think oh, i've totally had a brain fart mid-sentence there uh <laughs> i forgot what i was gonna say uh but where can everybody find you on the socials jay okay so if you want to follow me you can find me at jay the goalie uh 
if you want to follow the podcast Twitter and maybe kind of learn a little bit more about the Blue Jackets or just listen to me yelling about them, uh, it is LO underscore Blue Jackets. All right, then, Jay. I do want to thank you for coming on um, and may the better team win on Sunday. Indeed. Uh, could I just get where your pod, uh, where your Twitter things are so I can... Oh. Oh, of course. It together. Um, you can find the show on Twitter at LO underscore Hurricanes. Uh, you can go give us a like on Facebook at Locked on Hurricanes Podcast. And if you wish, you could follow my own personal Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. Perfect. All right. And with that, we will talk to you guys later. Peace. All right, folks, I hope you enjoyed that interview I did with Jay from Locked on Blue Jackets. I know it was a bit of a long one, but, you know, it's Saturday. Everyone's kind of getting ready for the weekend, so, you know, a little something to do. Um, And now that that interview is, of course, over, um, I'm sure you're getting a little hungry. It's around lunchtime, Um, so why don't you have one of the best protein bars ever and that is of course built bar built bar has amazing flavors 18 in fact some of my personal favorites are of course camel brownie peanut butter chalk or peanut butter brownie excuse me and just regular old peanut butter and all of their bars are covered in 100 percent chocolate and are soft and easy to chew built bars are healthy they are great for the health conscious individual lose or maintain weight while ind- indulging in a delicious treat Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for keto diets. And right now, of course, when you go over to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get 20% off your next order. When you use promo code LOCKEDON, that's all caps, no spaces, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. And, of course, don't miss another big hockey story. Start your week off with Locked On NHL. Every Monday, Locked On Kings host Sarah Avampato interviews local experts covering the biggest stories in hockey. Get reactions to blockbuster trades, deep dives on teams destined to be at the top of the standings, and analysis of hockey's hottest stars. Subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you get your podcast, which I'm assuming is the same place you got this one. <laughs> Um, now that does it for this episode, guys. And the next episode will be the crossover I did with, uh, locked on Blackhawks. So look forward to that. And in the meantime, go follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore hurricanes. Give us a like on Facebook at locked on hurricanes podcast. And if you wish, you can follow my own personal Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And that does it for today's episode, guys. Enjoy your weekend. I will talk to you guys later. Peace.